Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I have with me Adele Forbes, the director and owner of West Yorkshire Money. So Adele has been in the mortgage world since 1998, and she's seen every single mortgage market there is, from the highs of 2006-07 to the lows of 2008-2010, and then back to the highs over the last two years. So I wanted to get Adele on to talk about social media, but also to impart wisdom that you've that she's definitely got over these different times the the low periods the high periods and some advice to people that have maybe just got into the industry that it's all going to be okay just, just carry on but we'll get into that as we go along Adele is also an avid Twitter fan and she posts on Twitter about the business and had a recent post that reached 24,000 people and got asked to feature um on I think it was a radio station we'll get into it as well but has done press releases as well off the back of her content so without further ado welcome to the podcast Adele hi Chris how are you I'm good I'm good thanks for coming on I know you've um you're a bit busy at the minute aren't you you've had days off here and there and not feeling yeah, too good yeah life, life's a bit life's a bit busy at the moment and I'm, I'm full of um cold so I'm a bit uh huskier than, than normal we can all hear that. So some people recognise me voice regardless of what I say when they pick up the phone to me. So I suppose it's a good thing. It's a good thing. But we was, memorable. We, yeah, memorable. We were talking before yeah. the podcast. So your husband's Scottish. You grew up yes. in North Wales. And Wales, I can speak and now, Welsh. Obviously, yeah, West, West Yorkshire. Do you speak fluent? Yes, I'm in, I'm in West Yorkshire. So, yes, um, I've been around the block a bit. I'm Irish as well. So, yeah, so I could support every, all nations, which is quite yeah. good. <laughs> You ever had a Welsh client call up and speak fluent Welsh to him? No, no, I do do a lot of work, um, Welsh well, mortgages in Wales. So obviously there's a few different issues over the stamp duty, isn't there? So. Yeah, different changes and stuff, yeah. But anyway, before we get into what you're doing at the minute, tell us where you're from, what you've done and, and how you've got to this position at the minute. So um, 1998, yeah, I started in the industry on the phones at the mortgage business, um, which is a mortgage lender. Um, worked my way up. It took me a couple of, couple of years to get a mortgage uh, mandate, mandate, sorry, an underwriting mandate, which allows you to authorise mortgages up to you know a million quid or whatever your mandate level is. Right. Um, then went to work for a subprime lender in 2004. 2006, headhunted to start up, a, assist startup of a mortgage lender, which is DB Mortgages. Mm-hmm. Um, had a brief stint um, out of the market, which was um, for 12 months when the crash happened. Um, for 12 months, so I went to work as a BDM in invoice finance, which is a, it's a hard game in itself. Invo- uh, what's invoice finance? When it's so invoice finance, so your security is the invoice, so they lend on the back of an invoice oh, and okay. raise cash up front before the invoice is paid. So it's detailed as invoice fact- or factory, invoice discounting or factory. Right. So you go into a variety of businesses, um, and it could be you know, a haulage company to a printed firm. And see. So you see a lot of fraud and you know, need to be able to read accounts and things like that. It's very interesting. Like, Don't get me yeah. wrong. I suppose my passion was always always mortgage, or I, I found I excelled in that area. So went yeah. back to it. Well, went back to it as a re counsellor. Did that for two or three years because nobody was lending the front end with obviously the credit crunch. So he helped people get into an arrangements and visit their homes. Went door knocking. I was quite good at um to back into their and um, their 
I suppose they're strategy of paying their mortgage, you know, yeah. busy, busy burying their heads in the sand, you know, people, you know, don't want to admit the, you know, they're the struggling with their payments and things like that. So I've seen that side of things as well, which, you know, helps you understand and read people and things like that and situations. So I think overall, I've seen probably quite a few avenues along the way. Um, decided and um, went back to underwriting in 2011 to 2013 for a well-known uh Yorkshire Building Society for mm -hmm. a couple of years and then decided I want to be a mortgage broker. So um passed my CMAP, you know, the one, two, three. Um, that was in 2013. And then I thought, just because I know obviously the underwriting side, which obviously helps me do the job That's that right, I do today. Yeah. Um, and like every you know, a lot of people have got similar backgrounds to myself. Um, I felt I didn't really know how to generate leads because that that's the hard part, isn't it? Generating leads. Yeah. Um, so I went to work for MAB. MAB, I realized that I wasn't a telephone advisor knowing, you know, um, being new into mm. the industry from that point. Um, so I decided quickly I'm more face-to-face -face advisor because I'm very direct. Mm. Clients in Yorkshire, particularly like, you know, to be direct, you know, there's yeah. confidence in that. Um, so I, then I went to work for five estate ag agents for MAB, learned to kind of how to generate leads and things like that, and then went out in the big bad world, I think it was about six years ago today, which was to, it directly authorised for a firm in Liverpool that I used to underwrite for, believe it or not. So um, circle. then I had to generate my own leads. Mm. So that's, was that, that tough at the beginning? I had at MAB, you know, the, you know, MAB did build you, you know, and give you excellent training, you know, and the compliance behind that was brilliant. So, you know, I think when you learn your skills, isn't it? Yeah. You'd be able to do what you want to do. Why did you decide to go on your own then after? Because you've obviously had years of experience in loads of different areas. You could have easily just stayed at MAB, couldn't you, and, and carried on? Yeah, so, you know, if you looked after it, it was, it was you know, a hard gig because I was going from one estate agent to another, you know, and looking after five of them is, is pretty tough. Um, you know, like that wasn't that wasn't for me at the time, you know, and I think you just need to move, you know, Move, move upwards really yeah I, do the, I saw the differences between you know being under a network and I think that helps you in the early stages but obviously being directly authorized and not being governed by shackles over you know loaded premiums and things like that and compliance a little bit um you know you can do that and obviously the lead generation that's it you've got to learn speak to a lot of people that get into becoming a mortgage broker do the SEMA yeah. yep I know how to be a mortgage broker now and then go ah where does the business come from that's something that isn't taught in there is it you yeah. need no to... no it's not I mean, there's certain things that are not taught at CMAP school and things like that such as protection how to sell it what it is and I think a lot of, you know this day and age I think it's still a lot of brokers are still scared of that they think the mortgage you know the mortgage is the you know, yeah, it's a lead source, isn't it? It's the way in. I see it as the way into, you know, I suppose more commission and things like that. The protection, yeah, exactly, protection yeah. the money. It's not the it's not the mortgage. The mortgage you do the running around for, do don't you? Yeah, the mortgage is the tough bit, and then the life insurance. It's almost you've got to, and this is probably where you would do a lot of life insurance off the back. Is they'll buy into you, and then it's just a very easy conversation. Yeah, to say, this is direct. Yeah, you know, you just need you do need to be a green reaper at that time, kind of sell it for what it does, not, you know, your free copies, your Starbucks, your free cinema tickets or whatever. Mm. You know, literally, this is what happens if you don't have that. I'm, yeah. being, I'm drip feeding that from an early stage, really not 
just an offer. I tried to do the full application. I speak about it on the, you know, the face-to-face -face call or, you know, the Zoom call or whatever you want to do, but I drip feed it in so they're yeah. expecting it. Okay, I'm right. it down. Don't be scared to have those sensitive conversations because you need, to, you need to have them. And that, I suppose, over time, you become more confident with that, don't you? It must be hard as a bro. Yes. Straight yeah, because, out of yeah, so, I mean, the other thing is, you know, when I was um, working for, you know, another firm, before I set up this, you know, I was probably paying away a bit more commission. A lot was telephone based. You know, I was working in an office, at, you know, at my home. I had clients mm -hmm. dropping off passports at the front door. You oh. know, it's difficult to have unless you've got an office. It's difficult to have those conversations because they will. They don't want. They're not interested in life insurance. You've got to build it in why they should. They need it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just interested in the mortgage. If you don't do it, pretend they've got the mortgage offer. You know, they'll ghost you. You know, you've seen. You've never heard from them again. Yeah. They can't ghost you, bless them. But you know they're not going to want to pay it, you know, so it, it is it is what it is. So you went from there and set up on your own. So you got West Yorkshire money now, and you've actually got an office, haven't you? And this I've is got, yeah, so I've got this is the client office. The clients just come into this office, so it's always clean and tidy. There's no people coming in and out. And it's yeah. geared up, you know, with um certain things, certain pictures on in here for client clients face to face. Do you get much business people walking past you? No, not really. They will look on Google and things like that and they'll right. search Google. I mean, you know, I know we've done a post before about, you know, I've got about 13,000 followers. That's yep. taken six years to get to get that. Um, you know, and I do, I do get a lot of recommendations. I don't pay introducers for business as such. And this is this is where it's really interesting because you are you are really you take on board a lot of stuff that we talk about. And even before we started working together, you knew it was a long game. Yeah. So we were talking before we came on the call, you were talking about COVID. And when COVID hit, you've had a bit of a shift, didn't you, from Google ads into social. Can you explain why, why you did that? So first, you know, before, uh, and I did, I did a press release, and I think it was in strategy. Uh, I did a press release because obviously, you know, being part of the money group, you know, they do you know, give you support to do certain things, which is brilliant. Um, I do, I did see a bit of a shift where other brokers had, who didn't like Facebook, who didn't get the leads from the business, you know, of social media, were mm -hmm. appropriately at SEO and Google Ads and things like that. So you saw that shift and I was getting, you know, a decent amount of leads via the website. However, you know, that shift, you know, I have to throw more money at it, you know, and I know Google everyone was doing things, it. haven't they? You know, but I don't really want to spend a thousand pounds just on Google SEO. Yeah. So when so, everyone else is doing it in the region, the big four is like the, the bigger networks. Mm -hmm. you, know, you know, I have that arena where you're about 25 pages down. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. kind of not worth it where I feel paying, paying someone like yourself, Chris, you know, I'm being a bit quirky, a bit unconventional. Mm -hmm. you know, I don't, I, I'm a bit tongue-in-cheek. Like I see first-time buyers, so I don't like jargon. You know, they buy into me because I ask yeah. it as it is. And, you know, that, that's what wins me business because I, that's yeah. a big market I mean, you know, And so this is, we're talking about this a lot. Over the next few months, it is going to be quiet. November, December, it's going to be, it's always a quiet time of year. And there's so much scaremongering in the news. So yeah. you yeah. can talk about business to an extent, but... You can ask for business, but without asking for business, but in a certain way. So during COVID, I think, you know, um, 
put my typical underwriting head on and kind of went, right, where's the business going to be? Who's going to be you know, like your hospitality? And I've done it again since, you know, when, you know, when um, the government did that little bit of a massive mistake the other, the other week, yeah. um, I kind of went, who's vulnerable and, you know, where are we with those clients with the, their completions? That's, that's how I'm built, you know, I'm built as an underwriter. Um, oh, so sorry, know. just before we get into that, so you then think, right, which cases have we got to focus on? Because these are going to be the people that are worrying. Is that, and then you'll yeah, get vulnerable people as well, you know, so... Is their income going to be shot? You know, do we need to have that conversation? How they're going to be affected by whatever happens, bills, especially. So you're not only your content for social media, but from from a business point of view, you've got your business head going. Who's going to be vulnerable? Who's going to be affected most? And how can we help them? How many calls am I going to get from these X, Y, and Z? Because I'm I'm going to get that. So do I need to pick up the phone and speak to them before they come to me? You know, just to ease them or. You know, and you do get the calls. You know, they never everyone does a bank base rate. Well, you know, with the social, they don't believe we all do it. We all get twenty million emails from a, from a lender going, "We'll put the base rate up." Put the base rate. We know, we know, we know. Yeah. But what <laughs> so, does it mean for your client, and who's going to be? What does it mean for your clients? Have those conversations because you, and it just looks good when you've actually phoned them up rather than them. Yeah. You having twenty calls to call. You just know who's going to phone you first. And usually mm-hmm. on a first name basis, but then you know the they've become friends of yours to be fair, which is good because they know they can just come and ask you. Yeah, because you know you're going to get you know a lot of emails like that. Sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to explore that because it's really interesting that you, you kind of switch into right. How can I help people? Yeah, yeah. which yeah. you do every day, but when something big happens, you do that. So but yeah, you try and help people, don't you? Because yeah, you know it's over. It's anxiety as well. You know, we've had COVID. You know, I don't think anyone's over COVID, are they? You know, so. You know, I'm more anxious than than I was well, before. Yeah, pre COVID, COVID. So you know, during COVID, I kind of said rather than we were applauding NHS, so I kind of kind of did a raffle, spent thirty quid on a local um, hamper, either meat or veg hamper from a local business to support local, and then I kind of um, um, did on some of the community page like Facebook community like Pontefract like. Mm-hmm. To, you know my areas right do you want to um vote for who should get that this who's who's say a key worker so in a co-op who can vote for who gets who's worked round the clock trying to assist people you know people have been there and everyone voted for people and it cost me 30 quid you know in different regions i think it cost me you know 150 quid or whatever but what that did for the business again asking for business support directly Mm-hmm. You know, I've done skydive when we could get just for a day out, to be fair. Don't even like heights. Again, <laughs> that was to raise, um, you know, I think 2,500, something like that. So there's different things you can do. And then I miss networking and things like that. So I did grow the business from being I am not scared right. of those lockers. Most people know me, but I have, I'm quite opinionated. <laughs> so, but I will go and make sure that a new business, I'll send them some flowers or send them, send them, you know, you know the the pads and the cups we've got and then you know kind of promote them saying good luck on the business page that i've got which obviously adds on you know these people can get on board and and this is where we started this conversation about social but what you've just spoken about for the last 10 minutes is right your social sorted you know that your social page if you put a post out you're going to get business that's how strong your brand is but what you do which is really interesting is you do a lot of local stuff that isn't on right. social. So 
like you said there, if you didn't hear what Adele said, sends a hamper to a local business that's just opened its doors saying we're here. We're, not even we're here to help. It's just like welcome, isn't it? Yeah. And I remember you did something with a local radio channel, didn't you? And I thought this was incredible. I thought this was a great <laughs> So I listen to um, Five O'clock Bush and Richie, you know, absolute radio. It's I'm a you know, I'm a seventies baby, so you know I like nineties music. Nineties was obviously ten years ago, twenty years ago. Um, <laughs> of course, that's when mine mine built like every other ever of my generation. So um, I thought, right, I'm going to get my name and business name mentioned on um, Absolute Radio at five o'clock. He actually mentioned it on the podcast. He told us, but I sent them Pontefract cakes, which is licorice kind of delicacy biscuit cake thing. Horrible, yeah. horrible licorice. I look disgusting, but they, <laughs> that's a Google. They, they, they literally um, recorded this podcast with them chewing it and mentioning our name. I just thought, you know, and it was actually, you know, Haribo is the the hometown of Pontefract. It, it, Haribo is oh, their is place. Yeah, so it was quite nice and it was just the week week of licorice week which they have like a festival here in Pontefract that's all so all you kind said of the case but I, I put a bit of thought into it and yeah you know, it was a shout out and then it was all over Twitter you know so and you put you know, so I don't think you'll ever forget me obviously exactly. and it was really nice to record it and go on it's this it's this show and you know it was nice to we shout did some about social it. Social on it, didn't we? Yeah, we did some social post. So you sent a box in with the mugs and Pontefract cake and stuff. Yeah, and, and a pad and everything else. And they're chewing it, you know, on radio and you're listening to it. You know, it's <laughs> quite, quite bizarre, isn't it? So I was quite proud of that. But this is where that's I see where you door you, knock. Yeah, that's where you exactly door knock. you see opportunities like that and say, right, I'm going to be on absolute radio. It's not as if you're just on a little. I see it as a challenge because I like to go and see a new business and, and see if I can name drop that I own a business in Pontefract. West Yorkshire money. Yeah. Then you, you, you say you, you're a mortgage advisor and everyone will know. They'll ask you about the mortgage. Yeah. Like, doctor, isn't it? <laughs> you know, oh, I've just got this bad name. You know, I've just got this on Landed Bear. Always looking for the answer. That's but you quite did, nice that you recognise like that. You try and explore different avenues. And that's where I wanted to speak to you um, in regards to Twitter. So you had a post that was, and this is where I want to get across that it is doesn't always have to be business content does it talk about this twitter post that you had so the twitter post just before i, th I think um the realization that you know um the buy to let i think tm did put their buy to let rate stress rate up to 8.49 and uh, i actually put it spelled it out in words what that meant but about a day before but during that time i i so it came up on my time hop that i'd used it before and it's a T-shirt saying, I don't know whether you've got the post. Um, a T-shirt saying it here. You know, that mortgage brokers, you know, is running, you know, basically on fire, on a bike, running through hell, something on those lines. Yeah. And it got like 24,000 views. On the back of it, I did two press releases. You know, journalists would open come to me if they want any, you know, any view on something, which is so quite nice. Have... That's great to promote your business, mm -hmm. you know, and you get... And you get things on the back of that, don't you? So it's opportunities and it's quite nice. I've never seen so many mortgage brokers being in the press. You know, and this is there's and two my friend, that... you know, friends on Twitter. And it's money from Twitter. So as much as you know, you don't get any business from Twitter direct sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. it's about your engagement, your, your drip feeding the, the brand out there, isn't it? And this is the, the guest that we had on beforehand. He goes, uh, Lewis 
from Shaw Financial. He goes, yes, I know Lewis. Yes, he's a good yeah, guy. you know, so he goes and sources these PR and goes and puts his name out there. But what's happened with you is you've done it organically, and some of these two people have come to you to release an article. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the reason that you got that is because that post, a lot of mortgage advisors would have been hesitant to upload that to yeah. say that it is a bit of a. And sometimes you know you do go, but shall I accept that? Shall I, you know? You think that, but then it resonates with so many people because you said the thing that's on so many people's lips, but they're a bit yeah, more scared yeah, to say yeah. it. Yeah, and sometimes I had to break it down into money. This is what it means in money terms. You know, on the back of that post, I mean, I've got my, my buy-to-let-all for sale because I've, I've had to, I couldn't churn it or I couldn't refinance it, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's possible for me to do that. And that's you being honest with your audience, isn't it? So what would you say to a mortgage advisor that maybe started out last year and they've just seen inquiries. They haven't got a back book because none of their two, three-year, five-year fixed rates coming back. What would you say to them about the market at the minute? What what are they? How do they need to react to this market to get the best out of it? So I would join a BNI as much as you know. BNI is great for when you start. Now that's how you. The BNIs you need to. You'll go to different groups. You look for the BNI that's possibly. You know, it depends which kind of cr- crowd or your niche. I went down the first time by a route and friends of friends and remulch and things like that. So I looked for a group and what worked for me, because I've been in two, uh, what worked for me was um, the ones with the businesses that got customers rather than business to business or business to customer, not business okay. to business. You know, if I want a load of business, I'll go on LinkedIn from yeah. you know, commercial brokers or things like that. Do you see what I mean? So, right, so people they are your, effectively in that B&I group, your sales team. Yeah, you get them to push out. And and yeah, I think it's more out. like what you've done on social I've seen, and you probably do it in your business as well, is just be yourself. That's a yes. big thing as well, isn't it? And that's why yes. people buy into you, don't they? So the humor... Well, from, well, from after COVID, I probably haven't more anything really formal. You know, I'm smart, casual, but my clients are smart, casual. I used yeah. to work in bars, you know, I think I used to put them off, but I used to shake the hand. You know, really? so I didn't shake the hand, but you know, yeah. and everyone's still a bit funny whether they shake the hands or not at the moment. So yeah, COVID. Kind yeah. of you, you go to your clients and if they you spent over COVID, you spent more time with them on the phone because they're glad to hear of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you build those relationships, I build it, I make them laugh, you know, yeah. and if you make them laugh, you know, they trust you, you know. So pretty much in, yeah. So when it comes to social media, where do your content ideas come from? Where do you think because you message me a lot of the time and go, Chris. We want to post. Yeah, it. yeah, and you haven't even got there yet. I've been able to go <laughs> store this one up. Yeah. Um, you know, so at the moment, I'll probably not. I notice every every broker is doing things like life insurance. I've done a bit of it myself, you know. So there's no right and wrongs what you should do. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I think like you've said before, and some of yours do a bit personal. Everyone needs a bit cheering up at the moment. Everyone's waiting for us on Thursday. Um, yeah. you know, so I do. I do think it will be a bit a bit quiet. Mm-hmm. hopefully it will come back we still need to be doing remortgage and things like that but i think people are just licking their wounds a bit over money and everything else so let's just be there when they they finally do come yeah, along just keep, we'll... keep you at the forefront of their mind and also yeah register your business via google okay yeah and and i register all my content i do it on tiktok four four pages you know twitter and i register the content and my they'll look at that sometimes they either go to Facebook to Google Mortgage Advisor. Mm-hmm. I'll come up just because of I'm always on there. Yeah. 
uh, and Google was saying it actually get and it, it's costing you things. And and you're consistent with it because we will upload your post to Facebook and Instagram. But then what you do is you then go and push them out. You go and take them to loads of other channels as well. That takes time. Do you know what I mean? That it yeah. might only take 15 minutes in the morning, but it takes time. But you're investing in that, aren't you? Yeah, and I make sure I do it. Yeah. So I, I do it every every couple couple of days, sorry. But yeah. then in the in the meantime, that you know, I'll do some testimonials. You know, if you do anything good, you know, get behind the wards, vouch for brilliant, you know, to get your customer views up there, whether you use mm-hmm. trust pilot, get it out there. You know, you have to do a bit of chest banging a little bit, to be fair. Yeah. You know, because nobody knows how good you are unless you talk. Exactly. Nobody's going to do it for you, unfortunately. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you need exactly. to push yourself out there. So then talking about Twitter, what do you use Twitter for personally with the business? So Twitter, um, I've, I've got a little Twitter family now. So um, that's only okay. been probably in the last six months. Whereas, you know, I don't get much business from LinkedIn, but I don't do it that. I kind of, it's support, you know, um, I do it from page, but I don't go out there and say I want a load of commercial brokers or commercial finance or development finance. And mm-hmm. um, that's just for, again, page recognition and stuff like that. But usually I don't get direct stuff from, from Facebook now. It's more they go to Google, then they look at your website. They'll see my website's not too overly corporate. You know, mm-hmm. they'll come to me and they'll read about any awards or anything like that I've got. You know, so all that in terms of presence. What are your thoughts on, and the reason I ask this is because everybody thinks video is the answer at the moment. But you, you do get more, any... there is um, statistics on that, isn't there? You do get more, you like, get more you do like on social media videos before I use you guys. Um, is there any reason that you don't do videos? Um, well, I don't like myself. To be fair. <laughs> most, I'll be critical of myself. I have thought about it. I was going to do a TikTok one. We have done a Haribo one, haven't we? We've had my child over speaking me, which yep. is a bit of fun, very nerve wracking putting something out there, which is outside the comfort zone, but it's probably yep. comfort zone. You got. But what got, were the comments that you got back off that? Not just comments on the post, but friends talking about it? Um, I don't know. They didn't tell me. Oh, didn't they? <laughs> I don't know. They just said it was good. Cool, you know, they support you, whatever you do. And yeah, but I should do something. I should do some kind of. Getting back at no, it's just interesting to sometimes it's people having time, sometimes it is you just don't like doing video, and that's do you know what I mean? That's absolutely fine. And I've stuck to that, like you know, you can do these TikTok things, amazing what you know, what you see on TikTok. I mean, now yeah. and now I just look at TikTok for food and and old oh, rave music, if I'm honest, because there's people <laughs> on there, you have no <laughs> or cooking slow cooker. I'm obsessed with my slow cooker, you know, that's it, it's everything's about slow cooker, isn't it? I still. <laughs> Would you agree with me saying Facebook is still number one in terms of social? It is, yeah, to, to cost me, yeah, yeah. yeah. Instagram, yeah. you know, I've got a lot of um, investors that watch me quite a lot and would like to support. But it's usually some, it's the funny stuff that I do. The not so corporate it's or, yeah. you know, to say it as it is and be a bit tongue-in-cheek with it, it's those yeah, it's it's being yourself, and that's what gets resonates with people. And like we say, we're going to ramp that up. Say what someone else won't say. Yeah, and that. but you've got the because you've seen the different markets and you've seen the way that people respond to you being a person. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You're very confident in saying the stuff that people are afraid to say. Somebody that started <laughs> trouble many times, Chris. Yeah. Many times. I can imagine the I can imagine. <laughs> right. So before we get into the strategy question, um, we like to make a ten pound donation to a charity of your choice. 
So thank you for coming on. Which charity did you want to make it to, Adele? Um, the Care for Sim Field. Is it Ultra 7? Yep, with, Ultra 7. Um, Rob, Rob Burrows, yeah. So I think I'd like to, to do that. So, yeah. Uh, we'll make that Brilliant. donation for you. Right, so we're now going to pretend that you moved to the north of Scotland. You've got a laptop, a mobile phone, and an internet connection. What would you do to start generating business? Um, be an iron. Okay, yeah. And um, door knocking. So I, you know, if I just moved there, I get you get in bed with the the nail stu- the nail people, the hairdressing yeah. people, the people who see lots of you know, get your cars and doctor's surgeries. Uh, back to you, old, good old, good old door knocking. But yeah, do what would you do with door knocking? Go, go and see all the nail salon and pe- people that speak to loads of people all day. When, when I got my premises here, I made sure that you know they knew where I was. You know, they shared and liked the page on on social media. I'll buy your dress if you do that for me. They did it. Oh really? I make sure they know who I am. Who yeah, and who the business is. And this is, I was having a conversation. Well, Pontefract giving, Pontefract is, they're very community-based. They give in. Which is good. Which is good. What a lot of people do is they set up their social media pages and think if I post, people are going to like the page. And it doesn't happen like that. You need to be talking to people about it, exactly what you do. You speak to people about your page and get them to follow you, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you go to BNI and you'd be door knocking. You'd be, be speaking to everybody in the local area about your business, yeah? Yes, yeah. Um, you might want to go to a local college. You know, education is key for, you know, people with finances. There's mm. a massive gap in, in schools, isn't there, I think? There is a massive one, yeah. There needs to be more mortgage brokers in schools. Um, don't be scared, scared to do something different for charities, skydives, you know, do a competition or, get, or do a giveaway to get over 100 likes, you know, whatever you need to do. Do things like that. Um, Charity work, as I said, door knocking, networking. There's lots of free, you know, stuff around that you can just go there. You don't even have to sign up. Yeah. But the commitments there, you know, you go and you be now is, is quite a big commitment. And then maybe change groups after two years. And the interesting thing is, you've not mentioned anything about the laptop there. This is all stuff <laughs> that anybody, do you know what I mean? But it's interesting. That's why I say to people, you've got all these tools you can use, but you are, get your face out there, go and yeah. speak to people, get your name out there. That's obviously how you want Once to... Once you build up a reputation, you know, and your people are referring to you, then you'll get your solicitors, your accountants. I mean, I did my own solicitors panel, you know, when I, I left a big network. So I'd already done that by the time. So I knew they'd you know, possibly give you a referral fee, but they'll give back into you. If you're giving them enough business, they'll give back into you. Yeah. And they trust you, you know, so you build up that reputation, don't you? Getting known locally, isn't it? That's your key there. That yeah, is your key. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, there's loads for people to go back through. If you wanted to go back through and listen to that and take loads of notes, it's. I think your big thing is about being local. But what I really liked was try and think who's going to be the most vulnerable when there's a change in the market. Yeah, because yeah. every industry is going to be vulnerable at some point in time. That's right. And, you know, just because it, it's what those people, they'll remember you for helping them out. You know, be, being nice, to... being ethical, be ethical. Be ethical with the broker fees, you know, if you've had to replace the case because something's gone wrong, you know, you don't need it. Sometimes I'd be ethical. It's not all about fee, fee, fee. It's about how many people they will tell will never go away from you because, you know, you've been you've been nice. And you can tell the reason, you can tell that's your driving factor because 
when you're picking up the phone to, for example, uh, and the, the nurses that you know of, yeah. you're not phoning them up to sell them a mortgage. You're phoning up and answering a question that you think they're going to call about in a few days. Like yeah. they might just sign into a five-year fixed and they might be at a risk of redundancy. You pick up the phone yeah. to them and you yeah, yeah, yeah. And say, right, these are your options. You're yeah. never going to sell them another mortgage for five years, but you'll be the one remembered. Yeah, yeah. Well, on the back of that, you know, things come into play, don't they? You know, so you yeah. know, try and help them or you know somebody. They used to call me Google after I've just started being there because everyone used to come to me because I just knew everybody. Is that because you lived in the area so long or is it because of those networking that you did? The networking, yeah, the networking. So, yeah, I do support local charities and things like that and try and go to the local network even if I can't make it every month. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm still there. I'll, you know, I'm due to... Do some networking or something crazy, crazy for charity at some point, put myself off a cliff or something. I'd like to do up a building, to be fair. Don't oh, mind. I've just got this thing, urgent thing to throw myself off something. Absailing, bit of absailing. Absailing off a building, yeah. Talking about socials, we uh, we di- didn't speak, we haven't spoken about your Facebook group that you set up, talking about the networking. You've yeah, set so up that was, a local group. So some of the, so a lot of these community pages have, you know, a lot of rules. Um, and I've kind of, they will let you post them once a week and whatever. I, I mean, to be fair, I, I set up my own group and it is financial services, you know. However, you know, it, there's a tree, you know, a, gar- a landscape garden on there. I let him post and there's a, a commercial broker, I let her post because I just think let's support each other. Yeah. And that's what you're big on. You know, let's uh, use, my, use the 13,000 followers that have got to help you. Yeah. On the table. Yeah, but- be more local. I think that's the key, isn't it? Be more yeah, local. Yeah, not one of these big corporates. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Adele, thank you so much for coming. That's just been chatting for over half an hour now. It's absolutely flown by. Nice. Thank you so much for coming on. If okay. people want to connect with you, where's the best place for them to get you? Uh, oh, oh. So I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on everywhere. Yeah. LinkedIn, I'm Facebook, everywhere. Instagram, Google Twitter. Me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, happy to chat. Any brokers that need want some you know direct advice we're not sure i'm quite and when adele says a direct advice she'll tell you it straight if you like your advice straight she'll just come back to you and go now that's crap do this (laughs) not not that you know not in a nasty way no no but adele will be very much say right that's probably not the best way to do it have you tried this way and i know that because adele and i speak on like every other week so guys go and connect with adele lovely person and she's there thanks Thanks, Um, cheers bye So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.